Brightest audience in the country, welcome to Bob and Yard Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church. Today is 420, so we'll talk about that some, especially about the Columbine Massacre. We have audio from Billy Graham, about a minute's worth, with an absolutely fabulous teaching about hell and about people who go to hell. We have our lawsuit, our federal lawsuit from Denver Bible Church about the COVID restrictions. And I always break news before we should break the news. But our attorneys tell us that this week we should be filing our appeal with the U.S. Supreme Court. I'd like to tell you about the details behind that. We've been winning So far, we won at the district court level, federal district court. We won at the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals, and that was good, but it was bad because we couldn't appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. When you win, you can't appeal to the Supreme Court. So we had to wait till we lost because ultimately we want to resolve the issue. And so we're back in the district court arguing for more than just masks and capacity limits, and the district court then for our entire lawsuit, not just the two injunctions we won on, ruled against us. So then we could appeal to the 10th Circuit. We did, and now they have ruled against us. So the Thomas More Society out of Chicago, they have agreed to fund the appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, which is very expensive, And that, Rebecca Messel and Brad Berkford, our attorneys, tell us that should be filed by the end of the week. So with God's help, Lord willing, that will happen. Also, should we be raising bail money for Maxine Waters? Of course not, right? She deserves, huh? What do you, Maxine Waters, yeah, the congresswoman. Oh, you mean she's not in jail? Oh, I thought, I thought she'd be in jail by now. She's not in jail. How's that? Also, Doug McBurney, last night we had a blizzard here in Denver. The road conditions were horrific, and today things are clearing up. And Doug McBurney was to be here, and he should get here. I bet you he's here within five, ten minutes. And so, Doug, if you're listening on the radio right now, you could join us as soon as you get into the studio. Just burst right in. So April 20th, 420, Marijuana Pot Day, right? At our website, kgov.com slash pot, we have perhaps the best list on the entire internet of scientific peer-reviewed papers published warning about the dangers, the harm of smoking marijuana. And when you just glance through that list, There's a highlight of what each paper finds, and then there's a link to the paper. And we often link also to the science press or the popular press explaining the paper. You will be devastated to read that list. I've got it right here in front of me. 
and perhaps we'll get to this today since it's pot day, but it is absolutely horrifying what smoking marijuana does, and we're learning more and more as the years go on. Tragically, you know when people say, well, did you look at the research? And somebody says, no, you are the research. Well, all these states legalizing, decriminalizing pot, and all these young people and everyone else smoking pot, they are the research, and the conclusions are horrific. kgov.com slash pot. So the Columbine massacre, if you do not know the inside story there, just go to our website, kgov.com slash Columbine. You will find out about the immorality in the school, the corrupt sheriff. By the way, the sheriff was later kicked out. He lied. If you remember how Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, the sheriff's office, they lied saying to the media that they knew nothing about the two murderers. Remember that? They were not on their radar. The mobile command center that had been brought near the high school, that morning, the file, I'm not using the names of the two murderers, their file had been brought to the mobile command center that morning. Parents of a Columbine student, I'll use the dad's name, Randy Brown, and his wife, they went to the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department. They filed a complaint. They even met with the bomb squad at the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department about the two who would become the Columbine murderers. So deputies there, they prepared a search warrant application for the murderer's home because Randy Brown brought to them the murderer's written plans to kill people at the school, written plans with names of people they're going to kill, and the pipe bomb explosions that had occurred. And so deputies, appropriately, they prepare the search warrant application for the court, but it was quashed. Someone in the sheriff's department intervened on behalf of the well-connected families, and the search warrant was never put to a judge. How's that? Oprah Winfrey, by the way, she had, in all her years broadcasting, she had one program that they recorded and never aired. And that was a full show interview with the mother of one of the murderers. And that show, they presented that mom as innocent, as really one of the victims. And the outrage that hit because of the irresponsibility of the murderer's parents allowing the internet to raise their children. Such an abdication of their responsibility to raise those two boys to become young men. And I recall we had one of the Columbine parents on this program, and this all happened very quickly, and Oprah Winfrey canceled the broadcast, the only time in the history of her show. 
At the time this all transpired, I was very involved with the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department. Let me leave it at that for now. You could go to our website, kgov.com slash spanking. But I, I noticed as the mobile command center was leaving the sheriff's department property, I noticed it driving away. And we think, hey, what's going on? We turned on the news. And the tragedy then that hit first in Colorado within minutes was national and then international news. And I, I know that some people have talked about the parents of those students who were murdered in the one teacher. And uh, some people have been critical, like, why are they still, you know, why do they still bring this up? And I don't think people realize that when you have a death in your family, that's devastating, and everyone experiences that eventually. When you have a murder, how much worse that is. The worst is when your child becomes a murderer. That's the worst. But when you lose a child in a crime that the entire nation and the world talks about repeatedly, not only annually but constantly, that keeps the wound open, and it's open for as long as you're going to live. That wound is open. So the Jefferson County... Sheriff's Department, 420 today, when Columbine happened, the search warrant application that was filled out for the homes of the murderers, that application was quashed. Do you remember that, Doug McBurney? It was never brought to a judge. That's right. Never brought to a judge. And while the massacre was unfolding... Everybody knew who the murderers were. Everybody knew. People called the sheriff's department and just spontaneously said, not everybody, but so many knew who it was. So many at the school. So many at the school. That's yeah. what I mean. The parents, one of the parents right. called right. and said, is my son involved? Right. That's right. Right. So they had the file of the murderers brought to the mobile command center as the massacre was unfolding, and there was this paralysis. If you remember, sheriff's departments, police departments all over the nation changed their policies after 9-11 yeah. to never set up a perimeter during a, an active shooting. You go in, you go after the shooters. Right. So the SWAT team, you had so many jurisdictions there, and they're, they're all setting this perimeter that seemed to last forever. And when it was over and all these kids were killed, one teacher murdered, the sheriff's department, the sheriff told the media, these murderers were not on our radar. We didn't know anything about them. And they had the file brought to the mobile command center. Yeah. You recall mm -hmm. all that? Yeah. Yeah, the governor's commission on the report on Columbine. And almost just before it was to go to print, they added a footnote that talked about the file of the murders being brought to the command center. Mm -hmm. And so that was all a lie. Yeah. So the paralysis could have been 
that the sheriff is trying to figure out what to do with the fact that they dropped this. Mm-hmm. So the, the government's culpability yeah. is What's a footnote. There? Yeah. It becomes a footnote. It's just a footnote. Instead it's just of the a footnote. Should have been the title mm-hmm. of the report. Right, right. Should have been in the title or the subtitle. So, Doug, you'll recall that we did so many shows on Columbine. Oh yeah. And and, and just the topic reminds me of what's in the news today and yesterday that conservatives are accusing liberals of exaggerating the numbers of mass shootings. Of course. And liberals are doing that. Yeah. They're, they're exaggerating the of numbers course. of mass shootings. Right. But the number of mass shootings... Is still horrific. It's, 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 uh, it's unbelievable. Yes. It's, it's every what, two, three times a week now. Yeah. So you, don't, we shouldn't... You can't keep track. And, and the government and the church are culpable. <laughs> and their culpability is not a footnote. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it should be the headline. Yeah. God says in the Bible, we cover this... In our criminal justice seminar. Which is how I met you, by the way. The Re- very really? first time. Now when? About when was that, Doug? It would have been 1996. So you've been a co-host often once a week for twenty more than 20 well, years. Well, when I can make it in. I, yeah. I try. Yeah, you try. And, and I, I met you at a, a, a seminar called God and the Death Penalty in, in a, a 95, 96 Last night we went to Yak and Yeti. Oh, yeah. Really great Indian food yeah yeah with one of our producers larry wolf and our accountant kent oh that's always fun with the accountant and uh <laughs> and kent's wife asked yeah when the bill came sure I asked him if he could guy. pay i asked him <laughs> if he could pay the bill but he said yeah with the bel card <laughs> there but you his go. wife asked how did you guys meet, me and Cheryl? Yeah. And I said, at a death penalty event. <laughs> That's right, <'cause laughs> because she came. She came to That's a criminal right. justice mm-hmm. seminar. But we point out that God says in the Bible that if you don't swiftly execute murderers who have been convicted mm. or criminals convicted of a capital crime, like kidnappers and so on, then you will have a crime epidemic. Mm. It's right there in the scriptures. Yes. And that's what we have, and that's what we do, and it's devastating. Yeah, and Columbine really is a seminal event in the reaping of what the government and the church has sown amongst the people. Yeah. And and we shouldn't uh, discount that. In fact, uh, you know, Governor, uh, uh, I forgot, Colorado's... uh, I'm not sure how to even say this. Oh, 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 wait. The governor's <laughs> office is vacant the go- yes, okay. since the last Okay, election. that's it. So the governor's office has actually signed into law. Oh. Uh, I heard it on the radio driving over. Uh, new laws to prevent suicide and murder. He How's has signed that? two bills. How's that? Isn't that something? It's just after all these years, they're finally getting around to trying to stop murder, murders and and suicides. Right. The governor, they advocate suicide. Yes. When and they all have the entire left and many immoral libertarians have Uh advocated the right to solve problems, to deal with pain. You have the right to kill yourself. And so we have an epidemic of young people in America who when a. 14-year-old boy, his girlfriend, which he shouldn't even have at that age, when his girlfriend dumps him for his friend, that's greater pain than anyone has ever experienced in human history. 
And these kids are killing themselves in epidemic numbers because when they hear the culture saying suicide is a tool you use to deal with pain, then it's in their toolbox of how do I deal with this pain? And it's on the front of the culture's recommendations. Right. And so it's in the forefront of young people's minds yeah. to actually do that. Right. And murder-suicide. Yes. Also. Yes. Has become epidemic. Yes. And, and so the governor, he signed some laws. And you know what? I don't even care to even get into what they are because it's... Yeah. It's it's more uh, the, the 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 sadder and, and more important story is that the governor's lifestyle is a leading cause of suicide. Oh yeah, and he's he's signing laws what, to uh, what? To, what? I'm wait, sorry, the governor's office. Some other state's some, governor. Yes, I, yeah. I yes. Because in Colorado, the governor's office has been vacant since the last election. Hopefully, we'll end up with a governor one of these days. Hopefully, and and that must be why the governor's house is now covered in graffiti is because there is no governor there. Oh, what? well, that would make sense. Yes, if so there was a governor there, he'd get out and clean it off. That's right, but it's been defaced yeah. and there is no... So, Doug, I mentioned before you got here, thanks for fighting through the traffic <laughs> on the interstate. Snow in Colorado. People don't know how to act. Yeah, it's April, by the way. blizzard <laughs> last night. It was really something. It was something we, else. We were out late, and our kids were going out at almost midnight oh, for wow. an adult hockey game. Wow. They're in an adult league, and they're, they're like, no, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned we have about a minute's worth of audio from Billy Graham, really fabulous Bible teaching. And we've been known to criticize him for his wicked statements about abortion being okay in many circumstances. Right. Hey, Just horrific. But the gospel is powerful, and the Bible is yes. always good material. Amen. And So there. So we want to play that now, and also I've mentioned our list of at kgov.com slash pot, all the scientific papers warning people about the harm. Hmm. So that's there, relevant today being 420. Oh, that's right. Yes, 420. 420, I, right? Yes. So let's hear from a traditional Billy Graham evangelistic crusade. Hell was never made for man. He is saying that God will never send anybody to hell. If man goes to hell, he goes by his own free choice. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. Not for man. God never meant that a man should go there. And God has done everything within his power to keep you out. He even gave his son to die on that cross to keep you out. Because you see, when God made you, he made you a free moral agent. You can live any kind of life you want to. You can live a good life, you can live a bad life. You can break God's laws, you can obey them. You can shake your fist in God's face and there's nothing God can do because when he created you, he gave you a gift of free choice. You're not a robot that he push you, you push a button and you jump and obey. It's amazing. You've got a right to resist God, to reject God. But the Bible says in spite of our rebellion and rejection, God loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his son to die for your sins. And when Christ died on that cross... We don't understand all that happened on that cross. 
But we know one thing, that he took the hell and the judgment that you deserved and I deserved because of our sins. He took it on that cross. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, he really lays it out. No one goes to hell because God sends them to hell. Everyone who goes to hell goes because they want to go to hell. Wow. Because God, he's God, he could let them all into heaven, but if he did that and they hated him, and they hated everyone else there, mm. they even hate themselves, then he would turn heaven into hell. Wow. So we've stressed that on this show, what, 500 times? And and I did at the I was at the abortion clinic on Saturday, which I haven't been there in years. Wow! And I I wow. remember now why I I can't go there. Mm-hmm. But I told the security guard that he he was going to go exactly where he wanted to go mm-hmm. at the end of all this. And this is yeah. after I screamed at him for about an hour at the top of my lungs. Wow. The, the the security guard defending Planned Parenthood with yeah. a gun. Yeah. Against uh, pro lifers. Right. And I told him, you're not going to get anything you don't want. You're not going to have to go anywhere you don't want to go. You're right. just not going to be with God. You're yeah. going to be with, with... Yeah, and for people who can't realize that, just think about Maxine Waters. Think about Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. W- would Hillary Clinton want to fellowship with Franklin Graham? I don't think she is, would Is that what not, she really looked forward to Not even to for doing? a minute. How about with uh, Doug McBurney, <laughs> Bob Enyar, Ken Scott? No. Joe Scott. <laughs> no. How about with Jesus Christ? No. The last thing in the world they would want to do is sit at his feet and learn from him and worship him. And so they won't. They won't. They won't. Right. They'll do what they want to do, yeah. which is to be as far away from God as they can get. Mm. And that's where they're headed, and that's where they will end up unless they repent. And it's devastating that it looks like for those two women mm. and a billion, uh, yes. billions of and, others. And, and so th- this this brings up a topic I was just talking with with a young guy from the church that I just met. So many new people at Denver Bible Church. Yeah. Just phenomenal. Yeah, Sunday morning was fun. It was incredible. Doug, I don't know what's going on. We're doing something wrong. The attendance <laughs> is through the roof. M- money is coming into Denver Bible Church like it never has. Praise the Lord. So we're doing something wrong. <laughs> Cheryl and I thought we need to drive everyone away. So we're the last <laughs> one standing. Well, and I remember, it's not working. I remember having a conversation with someone about, it, it's probably 25 years ago, uh, just saying, you know, eventually people are going to come around to this. Eventually. Mm. I didn't think it would be 25 years, but mm. anyway, and it, and it takes the world being shaken yeah. and broken, and it, people are terrified, yeah. ju- justifiably yeah. terrified. But back to what you just said, I was talking with a uh, uh, young guy just coming to the church because his life is a disaster. It's a wreck. Oh. It's a tragedy. Oh. And I told him, I said, you are exactly the same age as I was. When I first heard Bob Enyart on the radio, when I first wow. heard Pastor Bob, yeah, told him Pastor yeah, Bob, right. I said, so don't be afraid. I said, don't think you can't make a commitment to another person, that you can't make a commitment to God, and that you can't turn your life around because you can. Right, because, it's in you because committing yourself to Jesus Christ is the answer to what ails the soul, the family, the church, the nation, all of it. That's what ails us. And 
he has the truth that leads to everlasting life. Mm. In our lives, I I did a great job of destroying my life. Really. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and Doug, with Jesus, he's an expert. He's a specialist in turning ashes into joy. Amen. That's well, what that's he does. That's really true. And so, really yeah, true. you know, church is really, it, it is a joy to have a packed house and to meet so many new friends. Mm. But we're still small enough that you don't fly under the radar. We get to know one yes, another. Yes, yes, yes. And so I, I, I want to let the audience know that Bob Enyard did not go to college to become a pastor. And he didn't take a class on it. And in fact, he didn't even want to do it because uh, I remember sitting around a table at Denny's <laughs> with half a dozen other guys. And we basically told Bob, we need you to start a church. We want you to start a church. And Bob was not sure. He's, I don't think I Yeah, eh. Yeah, I'm a and talk show host. And yes. then Derby Bible Church across town. Mm-hmm. The elders of Derby Bible Church, they had ordained me, yeah. and they planted Denver Bible Church, yeah. and uh, that was 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so that's really been the base of operations for American Right to Life, right? Colorado Right to Life, the state's multiple personhood amendment efforts. We got on the statewide ballot three times. It's been the base of operations for Bob and your, for the radio show. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the church. Mm-hmm. It's so much has happened through that ministry. Amen. And it, spiritual leadership is something that one should not aspire to, but one should be relatively uncomfortable with mm. being called to. Yeah. And I'm glad that you were, and I'm glad that you did. Yeah, and, and we still are. Amen. Cheryl and I try to... Drive the church out of business. <laughs> in fact, every elder meeting, everyone we've ever had, starts not with a report on the finances or the facility management or even the local city, county, any of that. It starts with an assessment of what is the spiritual condition of the church and the families in the church? Mm. What is our strengths, what are our weaknesses, are there families that are struggling, what should we do, what can we do? Amen. And that's, of course, the focus. And so the church, Doug, it's not a well-oiled machine. It doesn't run <laughs> like a, a well-administered organization. <laughs> that's to put it mildly, right? It's like the church is on autopilot, mm. and so much of the focus is outward to our neighbors, the culture at large, the nation, the world. And so the church, it really does suffer in a lot of ways because every project is how do we influence people beyond our four walls with the gospel? Mm-hmm. That's every project. Yes, yes. So, well, and it's, it's, uh, it's doing good. And as the world crashes, which it's going to do, then the church, the church will rise. And the church will be the salvation of the only salvation is going to be in Jesus Christ at the church. Yeah, well, Corey Ten Boom, the hiding place, mm. the darker the world becomes, the brighter Christ's light shines. Mm-hmm. And so, wow, you know, it's uh, it's tragic, really, that it's the radical churches that are thriving. There's a lot of churches that have been 
on life support over the last year. Oh yeah, all the mega churches are they're going broke. And, and at Denver Bible Church and many other churches like these heroes in Canada. Oh yeah. The Polish pastor, Pastor Coates with a fence around his church, that wasn't enough. They ring that, that <laughs> right. wasn't enough. They put a third church. It's like when a metropolitan area they have a a highway bypass system around it. Then, then they put a second one around loop. it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like uh -huh. Houston, I think they're working on the third. Houston's maybe. working on the third. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Pastor James Coates, they got three rings of churches around, three rings of fences around his church. <laughs> He's doing something right. <laughs> God so, bless. Doug, thank you so much for being able to make it. Yes, yes, and thank you, Bob. And you travel so much, so it's an honor when you could be here. Thank you for that. And this is Bob Enyart. Denver Bible Church, our website for the radio show, kgov.com.